When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, yo, this is Heath with Malcontent. You listen to The Loud Spot with your boy Sebastian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Live Spot with Sebastian. I'm hanging out tonight with Mr. Eric Bone from Nothing Short of Tragic, one of my favorite fucking bands ever in this fucking world. What's up, bro? Eric Bone from Nothing Short of Tragic in this motherfucker. What's up? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where'd you say I was? I thought this was the Joe Rogan podcast. (laughs) What the fuck is this? All right. Hey, thank you for having me, Sebastian. I'm um, glad to finally be on the show. Yeah, man. I mean, you started day, like literally day one. I started, like when I first started the podcast, first of all. The first day one. The first day one. The very first day one. You influenced me to even get this thing started in so many, like in so many ways because you were doing your YouTube channels uh, with uh, what's the the, the cast, what's it called? (laughs) What? What's the, I just want everyone to know real quick uh, what I was trying to get him to do was all nude live videos, but somehow <laughs> it evolved into this music podcast. But uh, on the couch uh, is what I used to do on YouTube. On the couch, not the casting couch. Not the casting couch. Both <laughs> disgusting couches, though. <laughs> Both disgusting couches, by the way. So, dude, I and I, I personally know nothing short of tragic from you know hell, dude. We used to. Not only did you write my the that now what he's for an outro song, but I mean I I know the band from, God dude I I was like twenty one twenty two years old we used to practice in the same, uh, storage unit building. Mm-hmm. So that was it, what forty years ago something like something that. Like we twenty one about forty years ago something like that. <laughs> not only not only that but we also used to be in a band with Corey <laughs> called Sophomore. Sophomore baby. The hardest sophomores you could fuck it. We weren't even in school. That's the funny part. We weren't even in school. We were still calling ourselves sophomores. <laughs> Dude, we've had <laughs> the so creepy much... adults playing music. <laughs> we've had so much fun times together from back in the day hanging out with like Sean and Steve. You know what I realized? And I didn't notice it 
in high school, but I noticed it after high school. Puberty starts late. Most of our fr- <laughs> most of our friends were like looking back on it. They were mostly Hispanic. Yeah, well, uh, for those of you who don't know, we uh, we are from Vacaville, California. It is uh, a place for minorities and uh, drugs. So, yes. Minority and drugs. Okay, so your songs that you have. First, I know we're not going to play Strange That I Am. That was the first mm. song, though, that you sent to me that yeah. I was like, damn, dude. I thought it was really cool. I think your style of, of Nothing Short of Tragic, what you guys have, is is very different than any other kind of band that I've ever heard. And that's all Thank because you. that's all because you started this whole thing and you had a mission and you were going to do what you wanted to do and you've been doing it for a long time and I think you guys sound really good like every time you send me a song I always listen to it cuz I'm actually I'm I'm actually really excited to hear what you have. Thank you. Thank you. You know um a lot of a lot of it has to do with uh you know when going back to you and I uh starting bands around the same time um there when we were doing it there was a really big movement towards hardcore like hardcore was becoming a big big thing but i still wanted to stay in the in the punk in the punk genre and luckily you know i was able to meet um the phantom lunchbox my bass player and danny the boss bostic as my drummer and they each had their own specific influences and they're always they've always been creative collaborators man like they they bring their own thing the metal drums jazzy bass i mean it, it just comes together good but we know what we love and we make sure that is that the fingerprints of all the things that we're passionate about are in our music i would say this and i know the answer to it because i remember staying the night at your house at your mom's house and completely uh, Pat- platonic i want everyone to know <laughs> somewhat platonic <laughs> some frontal nudity but that's neither here nor there a little bit of sword fighting going on every now and again. <laughs> but I, I remember I remember being super stoned one time. At, I was at your mom's house. And I remember you had like sloppy meat eaters poster. Mm-hmm. And so I want to ask you like what your influences are. I know what they are. But for people that don't know who you are, I want you to let them know what music influenced you. And I, I remember you and Dale going to like all the Alien Ant Farm concerts back at the Three Oaks yes, Community sir. Center. You guys like them more than than the other bands. Um, but what what are your main influences as far as music goes that gets you to where you at where you're at musically? Um, you know that's a very good question, um, and the answer may surprise a lot of people. So the Rancid was the first punk band I heard that turned me towards punk, and. Um, what I found out after punk started moving towards uh, pop punk and like every band was singing about girlfriends and shit like that, um, I started listening to a lot of hip hop. And I found that the, um, the lyricism, the lyrical content of a lot of hip hop was in itself very, very punk. And so the music that influences me specifically, the music that I listen to the most has always been, has always been rap music because I hear more of, I hear more hunger I hear more struggle, and that is something that I want reflected in my music. I always want to make sure that I have something to say. And as we get through uh, some of the music tonight, especially the first song, um, I definitely express my frustration in how my band is constantly being perceived as this pop-punk sort of cookie-cut band. 
Yeah, life sentence, and I've played this on the podcast. I have, I, and I do have some loyal listeners. I have a lot of them, so I'm happy. They're going to hear this song, but I'm happy they get to hear this song with you on the podcast because I want to talk about more. I want a little bit more in depth of this song with you after we play it. You know, let's jam it right now, man. Let's jam yes, life sentence. God, this is one of my favorite songs by you, dude. I love it. I, that's why I play it all the time. Life sentence, nothing sort of tragic. Eric Bone, and I say this all the time, let's fucking go. Sentence. 
Dude, I love that song. I love when you say, we murder these tracks. We're a killer band. Like, I want to go, uh, <laughs> nah, 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 right after that, dude. What, yeah. so, so what does punk rock prison mean? You said in the punk rock prison, we serve a life sentence. What, what, what is that? You know, um, so people get uh, characterized all the time and they, they get put in these, uh, you know, cookie cutter sort of assumptions. So we, we call ourselves a punk rock band. And with that comes all these preconceived notions and ideas of what kind of music to expect. So, yeah, we're fucking we're a punk rock band. But, um, you know, I say it in, in the third verse, um, you know, we go out to all these shows and we see bands playing the same shit all the time and they're too afraid to switch up their sound, change up their style and do something different. Like at the core, you can always be what you're going to be, but you have to evolve. You have to fucking grow. You have to be willing to make um, artistic risks. And um, so people, you know, they put us in this uh, in this box saying that, oh, this is a punk rock band, but we're more than that, motherfucker. You come see us at our <laughs> goddamn shows. I don't care how good you fucking think you fucking sound. We will kill you any goddamn show. That's what's up. That's nothing short of tragic, baby. What's up? <laughs> Dude, so I, I've been so excited. Like, since I started this podcast, which I said earlier, you were one of the bigger influences of why I started this. Because, you know, I was able to promote bands like yours. A lot of bands that don't get all the recognition. Because, you know, you don't, you're not managed. And, and you're very independent. And knowing you personally, I'm surprised you even have a cell phone right at this point. <laughs> hey, forever <laughs> underrated, baby. <laughs> But I, I love what I do love about what we do and our friendship is that we've recently, last couple of years, especially have collaborated more with music as far as doing some things. And you've helped me. You wrote some guitar stuff. I, I don't think you finished it, but but we're you're going to. And I, I like that we can do those things together and we live far away. Now, I saw you when I was in California last year, but I'm excited now that you live in Colorado because you're only, you know, a seven-hour drive away. That's it, baby. Um, you know, more like 10 hours, but that's how they hear over there. <laughs> depends how fast the motherfucker's going. But, uh, you know, it's important, I think, um, and, you know, you're a, you're a perfect example of this as well, um, how important it is to grow as individuals and to diversify and to pivot sometimes, you know? Yeah. We've always been passionate about music, you know, so... Does that mean we have to exclusively only play music or can we do other things with music? Can we do things that are more collaborative, things that are now involve video, that involve podcasts? Like as we grow, you know, um, the things that we care about grow. And now we have the tools to speak on a platform that I don't think you and I expected when we were in high school. No, no, never. And you know what? You know what's weird is, is as much as COVID sucks, I think that what it has done for a lot of people, especially me, <coughs> I, I've been able to... I've been able to diversify myself as, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner and between the quarantine and speaking with you and seeing what you're doing on YouTube, I think like it, it, it's opened up doors and for people like me, it's opened up doors and a lot of bands cause they can't tour. They're doing podcast tours, mm -hmm. you know, and luckily I branded my shit good and people love being on my podcast because of it. And so it's, you know, uh, the, the perfect timing for me to do it. And I love being able to do this. And I love that you wrote the um, the original intro song, which Hot Zone now does. Love Hot Zone. But I play as, as the outro song and I give you a lot of shout outs. So, well, it, you know, 
the loud spot fans, they all want to know with everything that you're doing and how it's growing. People want to know when you're going to make the uh, the OnlyFans wet spot podcast. That's what we want to. <laughs> that's what we want to see, baby. Let me get a bunch of uh, the wet spot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans, baby, because you know that's what we. <laughs> Dude, what are your plans? So now that you're in Colorado, you're no longer in California in the Bay Area. What are your plans as far as with your band and what you want to do? Like, what's what's your future? What's your future looking like, dude? Uh, pretty uh, pretty goddamn grim, sir. Um, that being <laughs> said, <laughs> uh, that being said, you know, uh, we're finishing up a new album called No Kings, um, and it's you know it goes back to a little bit more of our punk rock roots. We're trying to you know pick up the pace a little bit on this album. Because um, as you're going to hear on some of these other songs, we we like doing a lot of laid back shit. But, you know, sometimes people need something that's a little bit of high energy. Um, aside from that, i um, got new episodes of On the Couch coming out and a brand new venture that I'm doing with a uh, collaborator where we're going to be doing some vlogging. So, nice. you know, basically, I'm like Nicolas Cage, baby. Whatever I can get my face in, I'm, my face is on it, baby. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I did that video. I made that video. Um, for you with that, those old guys dancing on Facebook. That was and, actually a video of me dancing. That's uh, <laughs> footage. I didn't real. I did not realize at the time that it was actually like on. It was like on beat. It was on beat with the with you know, dancing. Yes, yes, and I think uh, one of the things that you know, uh, lunch and I always talked about is um, <clears throat> real quick. Hold music. real quick, real quick. Shout out to Lunchbox. Known him the for a long Lunchbox, time. Lunchbox, baby. Super cool, dude. L- Lunchbox, we fucking love you, man. He's the real talent. Him and Daniel, those, that's the real motherfucking talent. They carry my ass. I'm like Jesus on the cross, and they're like Roman and shit like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, when we make our music, um, we always try to have a part. Like, when I'm, when I'm on stage and I'm looking at the audience, I want to see heads bobbing. I want, I want fucking, you know, punk rock hands up. I want people thrashing, but then I want moments where people really get into it. And that's why we really drop it down, especially in life sentence, very bass heavy, very just fucking easy to fucking dance to. That way, if you want to, you know, you pop that molly, you get up on the dance floor, you get a little sweaty, start slipping and sliding. We're the show for that, baby. <laughs> I I wish, and it's not ready yet, but coming up, and I want all my, uh, my listeners to know this, coming up, nothing short of tragic has wrote a song for me specifically that it, it just wasn't ready for the podcast yet because Eric's lazy ass didn't finish it. That's true. But, but I'm going to tell you guys one thing. I'm biased about it maybe, but I fucking love it, bro. It sounds cool. it, it sounds good. It sounds good. And David, tell me. Go ahead. Go ahead full go disclosure, ahead. Uh, before you give me too much credit, um, for, for those of you that are you know anticipating it as well, it's actually uh, a cover song. So because Sebastian is in OKC, I uh, play a little acoustic guitar, give it a good country feel. But the lyrics are actually from another uh, Puerto Rican uh, rapper called Big Pun. So I wanted, you know, Puerto Rico meets, uh, meets that OK City feel. And I put that together. That's for my boy. That's coming out soon, baby. Hot stuff. Hot, hot, hot. It's going to be number one hit, top ten on every platform is what I think. Number one, baby, on a stinky finger, number one. All right, demonstration number two. Woo! 
Everyone needs to go to Nothing Short of Tragic and check, like, literally on Facebook. I'm going to tag them in this, obviously. Go to Nothing Short of Tragic. Look at their music videos. The, it, you have a really, really good music video that you just came out with that you sent me. All your music videos are good. So, um, the, the demonstration number two, we're going to rock it right now because we're already only 20. We only got like 25 minutes left already. That Shit. sucks, dude. I know, that sucks, man. It sucks. We need an extense pill for this podcast. It's fucking bullshit, dude. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Demonstration numero dos. I love those songs that are less than two minutes long. Those Come are on, my, baby. That's those, a fire track right there, baby. <laughs> those, are, those are my favorite, favorite songs. To like like the one-minute, two-minute songs that are just fast, and they go hard on my favorite. You do some of that, and that is, is, is awesome. So what's like the deeper meaning of demonstration number two? Uh, that, good question, bud. And uh, especially, you know, a little backstory here, uh, when I first sent this song uh, to my boy at the loud uh, spot, he was like, what's the name of the song? I'm like, motherfucker, it says it on it. It's demo number two, baby. Demonstration number two. Um, and it's that song is was written with a specific purpose. And, it, um, you know, for any people that thinking that we fell off, that we fallen asleep back here, that we're not doing our thing, that we lost a little battery juice. Motherfucker, that is not goddamn true. We made that little song right there to supercharge your motherfucking ass. Listen to that bad boy. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's demonstration number two. The second time I have to come out and be like, no, 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 no. We're still here and we're live. But I will say, I will say this. When you sent it to me and you said demo number two, I remember texting you back and said, what's the name of the song? And you're like demo number two. And I was like, oh, because I thought it was like a demo that you were sending. That was like your second Mm. version of whatever the song was. That's for these motherfuckers that think we're sleeping, you know? I heard your band. I'm not a fan. It was fucking boring. I'm out in these shows, motherfucker. I'm always scouting the competition. There ain't nothing out there. I heard Life Sentence. I'm like, fuck, man. I got That's the motherfucker I need to deal with right there. My past me is my biggest threat. (laughs) 
But you, okay, so musically, when you first started playing music, you started off as a bass player, right? Yes, yes. First band was uh, Bohunk and Spank. That's with my boy, Luis Camariz, my Damn. homie, Dale Owens. But, um, you know, I started off in bass. Um, and uh, so when Dale left for the uh, army, and it was just myself, the bass player, and the drummer, um, we tried finding a new guitar player. But like I, was, like I mentioned earlier, everybody was getting into hardcore. Everybody wanted to play hardcore. So since I couldn't find a guitar player, I thought it would be easier just to convert my efforts and my energy to guitar and find a bass player. And uh, that's how I started playing guitar. I fucking, and that's why I suck for the most part because I'm meant to be a bass player, even though I've only got like two years experience on bass. Um, and then from there, you know, I met the Phantom Lunchbox at a hot dog stand. We went through three or four different drummers throughout our entire career because we've been together forever. And then we met the perfect motherfucking match. Daniel Bostic, you need to go check him out at Bostic Drums uh, on his Instagram. This motherfucker, he's also a mercenary drummer, so if you need a good drummer, hit him up. But you can't have him, motherfucker. You, listen, <laughs> you can't have him, I will lease him. Good drummer, best motherfucking drummer, and that's what's up. Dude, I, you know, I remember hanging out when you started that band with Dale and Luis. I remember going to, because Dale and Luis live next door to each other, you know? Yeah. And the biggest thing I remember about that is Luis's dog and Dale's dog. Yeah, Carbonero and Bacon. Uh, no, 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 Carbonero and, uh, fuck, I forgot the other one. So you go by, you go by Eric Bone. Yes, you, Eric you... Bone and, uh, you know, uh, the Crooked Ghost is, uh, so Eric Bone plays the Crooked Ghost in, in certain songs. So, for example, Life Sentence, that's a Crooked Ghost song. You can tell it's a little bit different. The content, the delivery is a bit different. Um, most of the music that you know that we do that I write is Eric Bone music. It's that it's that pop punk music, you know. But uh, sometimes, you know, like I said before, people they need they need to hear something a little bit more aggressive. That's when the Crooked Ghost comes out. I you think the party animal. I think that your band. I what I think you need to do is I think you need to grow your Facebook likes because I think a lot of musicians will like where you're coming from, what you're saying, and I think if you can grow your Facebook, get yourself out there. We're doing this podcast to try to help out, you know. Dude, I dude, I was envious of like what you were doing with your not envious, but I was I was happy for what you were doing with your YouTube stuff. I thought that was really cool and I hope that and then I started this thing and I hope that getting getting you on this podcast draws some fans to your page. You need to reach out to Kick Rocks Entertainment. Her name is Candy Browning. She's a partner there. Because she will literally push your band. You tell Candy Browning that I'm brown candy, baby, and I'm ready to collaborate. <laughs> That's what's up. So, what's up with circumstances all around? Ooh, this one. All right, this is a little close to the chest here. So, um, a, a song that you're not, unfortunately, uh, able to hear tonight is uh, Strange That I Am. Every now and then, this is another Crooked Ghost song as well, because uh, you can tell the attitude of the lyricism, what I'm trying to say. And this was almost uh, a track about a little bit of beef with uh, the same type of people that an up-and-coming, starving, struggling motherfucking artist deals with. And that's them, naysayers. Play this motherfucking track. I get a bad rap. Situation's complicated, and I laugh about that. How they come to picture this. They painting as the villain here Smoking and non-smoking Yes, I am Here with a drink in my hand But damn, why'd you even call me? 
if it's not the fucking party. Crooked girls, drug walk, center stage, I'm here. Ladies, I'm available and plenty weird. Bask in the sun, back city done. Walk downtown, but it's locked down now. I'm saying I'm a calculated risk. Stoic when I'm silent, but I talk like I'm typing with my fists. Getting off track Circumstances are as fleeting as you make them last And your personal dealings With your little feelings Joking when I'm not joking Yes, I am Just better at this than you Made it, made it, chanting it before you make it Change your faith, you won't, you're false, you can't behave it Love is for the self, but you choose to berate it if something isn't better, ring, then fucking change it. Yes. And so I end this and I comment that it's sadly. Don't think that it won't be fucking gnawing at me. And make me call up Danny, cause I know he'll back me. Hello? And he will call up lunch, and we all know what that means. Crooked ghost all day, nothing short of tragic. See me on stage, I'm up already challenged. Bask in the sun, back city gun, walk downtown, but it's locked down now. I'm saying on a calculated risk, stolen when I'm silent, but I talk like I'm typing with my fists. You can tell in your songs that you listen to hip hop music. Like you, Hell yeah, you, see me on stage, motherfucker. That's what's up. You can I'm up hear for any it. challenge. That's what's up. What what is what is what would you say that your favorite song that you've ever wrote is? Ooh, shit. Um, I think uh, I think strange that I am. I think that song is. You know, I hit a mood in there. Um, you know, life sentence comes really fucking close. All, all the, all that's the a good life sentence is good, man. That's a good song. You but, know, and that's that's really it, you know it's funny because um, I that's the first song I felt comfortable adding more hip hop into it. That's a song where I, I put it forward because I when I first started doing the pop punk, it was just strictly pop punk. But uh, here's a little fun fact for you folks: I can't sing, so I actually use rapping as a bit of a crutch. That's hey, that's, that's what I do. So um, now I found a way to sort of blend the two, and um, you know it's 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 kind of funny because. Sometimes people hear me for the first time and they'll be like, oh, I like how you're rapping. And I'm like, that's actually how I sing. So it's not, it's not so much rap anymore. But uh, like I said, my big influence is lyricism. And I want to make sure that, you know, people that are listening along, that they hear something that they can resonate with, that, that pumps them up, that empowers them. You know, don't, not a time or a year to feel sorry for ourselves. We need strength right now. And that's, that's what I'm trying to provide people. You know what I like about your music is a lot of bands when they when they when they're singing and they're playing their songs, you can't always understand what the lyricist is saying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? that and that sucks because I like listening to the lyrics on you know some great bands. I can't understand half the shit they say. It's it's a little frustrating to me on your songs that I, you know at least I can hear it. And then I want to ask you this tough question: What's out of all the songs you've ever written, there has to be one that you like the least. There has to be one. Yeah. Which one is that? Um, you know, a lot of those songs actually don't make it to the record. Um, but uh, I would say of all the songs on all the albums, um, 
on our very first demo, Try 3, um, there's a song on there. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. I, I think it's like, I think I'm weird or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> that, that shit was, uh, that was a weak, a weak hit. But um, I really liked the lyrics of it. I thought the lyrics of it were fantastic, but the song wasn't ready. It was a little too early, but we wanted to put gotcha. something on that first album that uh, three songs that were diversified and I could give people an idea of what to expect when they come to our shows. Is it hard for you and is it hard for you to critique your own music? Like like after you hear it and you play it, like is it hard because you you heard it, you're biased to it? Is it hard? And a lot of bands go through this, you know? Is it hard to critique your own sound and be like, ah, I could have done better on this or you just kind of like, oh, well, this is good. I'm going to fucking do it anyways. For me, it's the exact opposite. Uh, every, every new song that I write, I'm convinced it's my, my best fucking song. And I got that shit on loop 24 fucking 7. Um, but, I think everybody... Uh, I, do, I, I, do, I do that as well. Like, when I write a song, and I've sent you some of them, and some of them are not that great, you know? But it feels good, you know? But at the, mo- and the moment I'm doing it, I, I like it. But I'll tell you one thing, man. Every, every, every single song that you've ever written that, you, that I've heard that you sent me, not only do I love the song, be, it, and I, I'm not even being biased about it because I, because I like you and you're a friend of mine, I'm being honest because you have such an original sound that people don't have that anymore. They always want to sound like somebody else. They always want to be like, I want to sound like these guys so I can make it to the next level. But, but dude, those guys that they want to sound like don't sound like anybody else. Yeah. And I think, you know, also that's a double edged sword because that's one of the biggest difficulties that, you know, I've had to face as an artist is um, my style, if if it's a style at all, you know, um, is is weird, man. It's strange. So it's hard. It's hard to really, you know, if I call it punk rock, if I call it indie, if I call it hip hop, punk, whatever, you know, none of that, none of the, those titles I feel really justify what's going on. But um, at the end of the day, it's art that's coming straight from passion. Like it's, it's what I'm passionate about. It's, it's a reflection of that. So, yeah, man, uh, your biggest concert, your most fun, your most fun concert you've ever played. Where would you say that was like, where, like, is like what town, what venue, where was that? Johnny V's we headlined uh, for St. Patrick's day. Motherfuckers. Women dancing on the fucking bar, people popping shirts off. This shit was fucking wild. Um, I think we still have some photos of that fucking show. We fucking tore that motherfucker down. We uh, we used to uh, really kill shit in uh, in San Jose, man. That's that's where the fuck it was at. Um, aside from that, we did this really big show at this. Uh, there was a local record label that had a big uh, big ass stage. Um, that was a lot of fun. But uh, it doesn't matter where we are. I promise anyone listening, I'm. Motherfucking promise anyone listening, we are the best stage performers you will ever see. And we bless you with great fucking music as well. Because I understand the importance, and this is something a lot of artists, they fucking sleep on this. They great musicians, but they're doing is they're just going up on stage and masturbating with their fucking instruments because they know they're fucking good. And then you look out at the fucking bar and shit, and no one's paying attention to them. No one's really getting into it. I don't fucking I don't fuck with that. I have a wireless mic on my guitar. I walk into that motherfucking audience. I'm out there. I'm playing at tables. I'm taking shots with people. Every show is fucking what's up. That energy, you see that. You feel it. And I make sure I've got everyone's attention because that's my responsibility as a front man, as yep. a performer. All eyes on me, baby. 
I think that you do a great job of, of being, you know, it's not, it's not even egotistical to say that. What it is, is you want to put on a show, you know, you have to put on a show, you take responsibility for that. And I hate going, I hate, I hate when I go see a band I like that I love, I see them in concert and their fucking live show sucks. It's like the worst thing ever, dude. It's like, it's not, it's almost like I don't like the band anymore. I'd rather just listen to the music and in my head think they're going super hard. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's disappointing. Um, and again, you know, there's a lot of great musicians out there, but um, if, you, if you're doing shows, if you're going to be on stage, you have a responsibility to the people that are in the audience. And right. uh, you can't sleep on that. You know, that's, that's an important part of the job. That's, that's very true. And you know, what, what, one thing I always loved about you is that you're very funny. You're like on the spot. You always have something to say like on the spot. Like I can't, do you have a podcast? And sometimes I can't really do that. But you can't, and sometimes I get caught off guard a little bit. I'm like, oh, geez, what do I say right now? I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. I'm trying to follow your footsteps a little bit, man. Years of arguing with women have sharpened my craft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I guess I should have taken some notes because I have a lot of years of arguing with women as well. So Hey, you know, uh, I want to take a quick second real quick. Um, Speaking about, even though it seems like I've been, you know, very negative about my... um, my relations with other artists and my view on the scene and stuff like that. Um, I still absolutely put forward collaborations and working with other people, especially reaching across the table to other genres. Um, you know, in, in regards to some things that are coming up too, um, I'm blessed to work with a guy named DJ Smiles who's doing this fantastic, fantastic fucking lo-fi album. And uh, we've, been, we've been doing a little bit of uh, sending back and forth some music and stuff like that. But I think it's important for people to, you know, and Sebastian, you're a fantastic bridge, man. And this is why I respect and love this show so much because it gives, it gives artists an opportunity to reach out to other people. And, you know, you're not just doing this to have people on your show. You're connecting them with other people. You're hooking them up because you're, you're passionate about this music and you're passionate about seeing other people be successful. And that's yep. – everyone needs to be like that, man. We need to quit thinking about ourselves and think about our community. You know, that's funny that you said that, and I will say that I am passionate about other being, other people being successful in everything that I do. No matter what it is that I'm doing, I want to see people succeed. I've always, I love helping people out, man, and this podcast has kind of let me be able to do that in, in some sort of ways. You know, bands connect with other bands. There's, there's a, a really big band called Modern Day Escape that made a playlist on Spotify and I hooked him up with a band called Sleep for the Week. And he put Sleep for the Week on his Spotify list. You know, and they're a really big band. And I kind of connected them too. So I love helping out the smaller bands. Get connected with the bigger bands. And not only that, but like, generally speaking, I like helping the underdog make it big. I've always done that. And I, that's, that's what I do. I've always, that's kind of like, that's kind of like my passion. Like, to be able to do something like that is, is fun for me. Especially on this platform where it's something that I really, really enjoy. So, uh, let's play hashtag real quick. Let's talk about hashtag and then we're going to be done, man. Alright, let's get it. Alright, here's hashtag right now. I woke up in the past but in fashion. Laughed in advance all the cast. This is action. Hashtag in the back. And I finger finger blast. Like checking as I reckon that I'm back in. I've been since then for the win. One chance to bask and revel in fast Let the devil in fact with the mentioning cash When I'm getting these rats always meddling Hey, 
Bring it back. Nobody down like crooks, so I got a low profile. Why everybody want to measure one inch using one mile smile? And tell me, is you matter what? Just because I'm the batter up, it's just a matter of. I'm the batter of the two of us, and I never had to battle once. Wow, laughter now is a look of wonder. Wanna try to show love, this is summer for coming up. You want to one change crooks so much, it was. It was drugs. Fucking drugs changed me. I'm looking for the way to escape this Open up my eyes I'm looking for a way to escape I'm looking for a pen of eyes Hashtag pound 2020 Nothing short of tragic Yeah, man, all the songs we play tonight are killer, killer, killer tracks, dude. So, I'm looking to, now that you're in Colorado, I'm really looking forward to see you have a, you're in a new area. Uh, you're going to have some new influences. You know, mm-hmm. you're not in California anymore. You got out of there. And I, I guarantee that you're going to have some new ideas because you're in a different area and your mindset's going to kind of change a little bit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No more fires. No more motherfucking fires, man. That is, thank goodness. And I, to be fair, it's been kind of a little bit of fire here in Colorado, but it's been snowing, goddamn. But you know what it is. I'm here now. I'm, I'm bringing the heat with me, though. I came from Cali, and that's what's up. Colorado better watch out. It's not ready. <laughs> what? So you drove in the snow? Is that like the first time you ever drove in the snow today? Yes, it was. Um, it was fucking frightening. And I'm driving slow. I'm driving like slow people. Fuck, you know what I mean? But I'm fish. I got a little bit of fishtail going on. I'm basically like a cute girl in the club with the high heels. She doesn't know how to walk in. That's me while I'm driving. Back shaking a little bit, stumbling around a little. It was it was frightening. And I just went around the corner to get myself a little coffee. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad did, I made it back. I remember the first time I drove in the snow, uh, like here in Oklahoma City. And I had to drive about 10 miles to where I lived. And it was highway driving. Dude, I was scared. So like, I was going like... Five miles an hour on the highway. And people were passing me going like at least 40, you know. But, dude, when you're not used to driving in the snow, you're not used to driving in the snow. And that was me. Bruh, every, every, in California, every slippery when wet sign I would drive by, I would fucking snicker at. Now, when I'm in that actual wet slipperiness, fuck that. That shit is life or death in this motherfucker. Sounds sounds like the crook out, make him the real ghost. Sounds like Pornhub. Uh, when you say slippery when wet, dude, listen to this, listen to this meme I just I, I read today. Disney teaches you to hate your stepmom, or as Pornhub has a completely different approach. Oh, absolutely! That's and that's marketing, <laughs> baby. Dude, you know what I mean? You gotta rebrand, you gotta rebrand that stepmom. And, and then and then and then and then they quote it from uh, Glenn Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, you know that just shows the importance of rebranding. You know what I mean? People yep. they think a certain way, feel a feel a certain type of way about something, and you got to change that. You got to flip that mentality. Hopefully, here on the Loud Spot Podcast, I can do that for some people that haven't heard of us or thought we were a certain type of way. We different. We're the Pornhub stepmom. Okay, come love us, <laughs> dude. I want to thank you for being on the show. We gotta get out of here and play this, the the outro song that you wrote. 
We're going to do that right now. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Eric, nothing short of tragic. Fucking love it, dude. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.